What is up, Fazed and friends? Welcome to the podcast. This week we have a very special edition episode that we'll, we, we will be releasing on Tuesday. Uh, we had the amazing opportunity to team up with Student Services and to have an awesome interview regarding motivation during COVID-19. So I'm going to pass it over to Mr. White to give us an awesome introduction to our interview, but enjoy the podcast, enjoy the interview, and Mr. White. Yeah, this is a really great interview with a, a psychologist, a psychologist who's actually done some work at Strathcona with our students, and it just really goes over, maybe if some of you are feeling unmotivated, she talks about some of the reasons you might be feeling that way, and what some strategies might be to become more motivated. So uh, it's a really great interview. I hope that you guys uh, learn a lot from listening to it. So here is uh, Mr. Ward and uh, Allison Rossell. Thank you for joining us on Fazette and Friends. And thank you, Fazette and Friends, for allowing Student Services to use your platform this week. Today, we have a special guest, Allison uh, Rossell, who's a registered psychologist from Alberta Health Services and has worked at SCONA for about two years now. Is that correct, Allison? Yep. Okay, so yep. thank you very much for joining us. Uh, today we're going to be discussing uh, demotivation. Um, we picked this topic because a recent survey, a student survey at SCONA, indicated that this was the number one struggle that students were having during this time of isolation. So, Allison, I'd like to start by asking you uh, a series of questions. And the first one is, um, why are students feeling demotivated right now, in your opinion? Okay, well, um, it's usually quite a variety of different reasons that are unique to each person, but there are some that I can really generalize. So, lack of motivation is pretty correlated with your mood. And depression um, is often a result of big life changes. And there's been a big life change because all of a sudden in March, um, there was no school to go to. Um, and so it became a new reality. Scary things are happening in the world. It's just sort of weird. Um, and so at first you kind of think, oh, yay, no school. Um, and you stay home and you think, oh, this will be great. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to get up in the morning. And how hard can it be to, you know, make a schedule? But we forget that, um, for our whole school career up until this point, we've had a routine. So we get up in the morning, we have to go to school, there's a schedule set out for us, people are telling us what to do, people are telling us our expectations, and those people are also right in front of us in person. So there's a um, big accountability piece that keeps you motivated. So when you think about all the things that keep us motivated, those are big ones. Uh, mm -hmm. So teachers like right there and saying, oh, here, do this, do that. And then parents are also saying, get out of bed, you know, get dressed, 
go to bed, all those kind of things. And so now you're just on your own. And so what happens is you think, oh, I have some extra time. I can sleep in. I can play video games half the day. And then your work starts to pile up and then you get overwhelmed. And then that's when the second guessing yourself and what am I going to do now? And all these emotions sort of take over. And then it becomes a, a really big um, task that you have to do when you think about all your schoolwork and getting motivated for it. So that discipline and accountability part is kind of missing. Right. Um, and then there's also, if someone is slightly perfectionistic in their personality, then that sense of overwhelmingness and the, the work that's piled up, all of a sudden you feel overwhelmed and then you're afraid that you're going to fail because now you're behind and then you start avoiding things. Does that make sense? It does. And so, it's, and it's easy to avoid and then it's a never ending circle and cycle of work building up again. That's right. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Thank you. Um, so in your opinion, um, Allison, what, uh, what strategies do you think students can use to, to get motivated? Well, I have a list. Um, so motivation, there's nothing really magical. And so the best motivator is getting things accomplished and feeling good about getting things done. So to, in order to do that, you have to sort of recognize your blocks, what's getting in your way of doing it, and tackle it from there. So there's a number of things that I find are very common. So it's a poor sleep schedule. Because you don't have anywhere to be in the morning, you don't have a bus to catch, and a lot of times you're up late gaming or social media. And then that schedule is off. So we find, oh, I've overslept through a meeting. Um, so it's important to get that sleep back on schedule, at least in the weekdays. And then you can kind of do what you would normally do on the weekends and have a break. A morning routine is really important to keep up. So getting up um, at the same time every day, getting dressed and getting cleaned up like you normally would if you were going to school because if you're sitting around in your pajamas for days on end and you haven't washed your hair you're just not going to feel that great and it's not going to contribute anything positive to your day so it's important too when you get up in the morning don't make the first thing that you do is looking at social media and checking things like that because when that happens other people are in charge of how you start your day and the kind of messages that you get in the morning. So lately, especially when really hard things have been happening, when your newsfeed is just filled with, um, you know, violence and racism and all those really hard topics, it sort of will start your day on a really depressing note. And then you sort of get lost in that. And then you feel demotivated because now you're even more depressed. Mm -hmm. So it so hooks you in. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Later. Um, 
it's important to break your big task down into little ones, but at the same time, don't spend a whole day just making a list. <laughs> because then you're not really accomplishing anything. Um, all our healthy habits are important to keep into place. So making sure your diet includes healthy foods, um, moving daily, going outside, uh, keeping spiritual connections, uh, maintain social connections. A lot of people have withdrawn from friends even because a big part of your friendships are seeing them in person and doing things um, during spares and at lunch and before and after school and even during classes. And I find a lot of people have withdrawn from friends and then that's taking a toll too because you really need that social piece. So even if you haven't heard from anyone, it doesn't really mean you know they don't like you anymore. It might mean that they too have sort of forgotten. So it's okay to, to reach out. Um, basically remove whatever's blocking you um, and your distractions. So that means um, if it's your phone you're getting sidetracked looking at, then put it away somewhere so it's physically removed until you're done what you need to do. You can enlist the help of family members, like a parent would probably be thrilled to take your phone for four hours from you <laughs> or your gaming console or anything like that. Or like I hide donuts for myself so I don't eat them. Exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, enlist the help of parents and teachers, so like I just said, maybe your parent would um, agree to like wake you up in the morning or help your schedule in some way. And same thing with a teacher. A teacher, if you said, hey, it would be really helpful if I was accountable to you to connect with you every morning or twice a week or that kind of thing. Or ask to your teacher um, if there's some way they can help you in breaking it down. So instead of doing one big essay, it's like, oh, can I do this in pieces? And can you help me figure out how to do this in stages so I don't think about it in one big chunk? Um, my personal favorite is bribing yourself. Uh, so you only get to do that fun thing when you've accomplished um, something that's not as enjoyable. So from like my own experience, I had a series that I really liked on Netflix and each episode was in a 30 minute episode. So I made it a rule. I was only allowed to watch that if I was on my elliptical trainer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch it um, before or after. It was just only while I was doing my exercise. And so that really worked because I really wanted to watch my show. So sort of trick yourself or manipulate yourself to take your behavior. <laughs> That's right. So if I can concentrate on my schoolwork for four hours every day, then that's when I get my social media time or my gaming time. Um, yeah, I think. Excellent. Well, that's a, all I have on my little list here. Yeah, and it, and I'm assuming if these strategies, you know, aren't working, try other ones, or if, you know, they, they can't keep to the routines, don't beat themselves up, you know, keep trying, try again. It's a new day. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just because one day you felt really blah and you didn't do anything 
um, yeah, tomorrow's a new day, just start over from there. You can just say, maybe I really needed a rest one day. It doesn't mean it, it's over and it's sort of like a diet. Just because you said, oh, I'm going to eat all this pizza one day, it doesn't mean you can't eat healthy on the rest of the days. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you uh, have for parents on motivating their kids? Well, the thing that things that aren't helpful are sort of using fear or sort of shame. Um, so, you know, telling kids they're never going to get anywhere if you don't give your marks up. It's, it, it doesn't really work. It, it kind of makes people, the kids feel uh, like not trying at all, right? Because it's a catastrophizing in a way. So it's like, well, if I can't do all of it, I might as well do nothing. And so it just makes them feel more depressed. So using like positive reinforcement or positive engagement. So, wow, it's good. I'm glad you've been connecting with your teachers and you're, you've completed a few assignments and I see that you're really trying. So more of that um, labeling what kids are doing that's helpful than trying to make them feel ashamed for what they're doing that's not helpful. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Uh, Follow through as well. Follow through is a big one. So say if it's been a big problem where people are gaming all night and then sleeping all day, and it, it might be an area where you might have to seriously consider um, taking away that internet in the evening somehow. And that's another physical like block to that, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to be prepared for some backlash because most uh, people who enjoy their gaming are not going to be happy that you took the internet away. But that might be what it takes. There could be some protests there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Um, my next question would be, what's, uh, in your opinion, what's a teacher's role in motivating students? It's a little bit, part of it is a little bit the same. Um, keep in mind, I'm not an educator, and so I don't come from that discipline. Mm-hmm. So this is just strictly from a, a psychological point of view. Um, so same thing, trying not to, to use fear um, like you're never going to get into university, you better, you know, like sort of the same kind of threats and things you're like that. You're going to end up living by the river in a van. <laughs> you're going to live in a van down by the river. As soon as I work with, they never get that meme. They should look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so for teachers, it's really important for the teachers to take their own self-care. So with the motivation piece that I talked about earlier for students, teachers also need to keep that in place. Um, So a big one for teachers is keep your boundaries. Um, Because what we want to 
do is discourage the students from being uh, becoming dependent. So what I mean by that is have your work end at a certain time of day. And after, so you're, you're available to your students, say, till the end of your work day. And after that, you don't return emails or phone calls from students until the next work day. Make them aware of this, that this is how it works. And let them know who they can call in your absence. Because sometimes I think you feel really responsible for the students and making yourself available is really helpful, right? But it would also help them to keep themselves on task if they knew that, oh, I have to get in touch with Mr. Ward before 4.30 today, or otherwise I can't talk to him tomorrow, right? And if it's something mental health related, if you give them those tools of someone else they can contact, then it reduces the dependence on you and then gives them a lot more um, tools and resources that they can use outside of that school time so that you're not the only one because if something catastrophic happens midnight you're not available they don't know who to call it, it could be really bad um i think yeah keep keep students accountable with regular scheduled contacts so because that's what keeps them accountable at school is that routine and knowing they're going to see you every day and they have to face you and you know say either i did this work or i didn't do this work or i'm having trouble with this or something so they know they're accountable so if you have that same regular schedule it keeps that accountability high um assure them and then really encourage your students to engage in self-care activities so things that bring them joy um, like drama and arts and sports and things sort of outside the academic stuff because it's really important to their mental well-being that they have things that they like to do and then that's encouraged and try not to devalue those things as like they're, they're not as important as like academic subjects. Yeah, and I can see, you know, somehow if, if you have this teacher who's really engaging um, and kids are so enthusiastic in his or her classroom, and now that teacher is trying to learn how to deliver uh, his or her lesson in, uh, you know, on a, on a virtual platform, and maybe that's really not their jam, that's really difficult. That can be challenging for teachers and for students. Yeah, I was really in the oh, sorry, I cut you off. That's oh, okay. Yeah, so it takes time, right, to fi find yeah, exactly. a way on this online world. That's right, because the teachers are also thrown into that huge change and navigating it and trying to figure it out because they've also spent, you know, their whole career up to this point doing it in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, excellent. So. In your opinion, some what are some other uh, issues that students are experiencing uh, during this time of isolation? So, um, the depression, anxiety, it, it sort of all comes together in a big 
ball things. Some people might have um, like family issues that are coming up because they're spending a lot more time with the family and they're not getting a break during the day. So those, if there are any family dynamics issues and problems that were happening before, they're probably amplified now. And you might find yourself needing a break from that or even some extra help with that family-wise, if your family's in agreement, of course. Um, I've seen a little bit of increase of substance use, but not too much. So I, but it could be different for other people. That might be a problem. Mm -hmm. Other than that, things seem to be the same. Yeah, and sometimes maybe support, maybe a, a bit of a struggle too when they're not as connected to their right. peers and um, you know other people in their life. But but it's temporary, right? Right. Um, as we transition into the summer, uh, what advice do you have for students? Well, keep up that the self-care and doing things that you enjoy and staying social. I think it's things are reopening. The summer might not be too different than previous summers. If things stay, you know, if the plan of opening, reopening goes ahead. Mm -hmm. So what I would normally um, suggest is to try to keep a routine. Like in a looser routine is okay, but just taking care of your sleep, um, thinking about what you're eating and doing things that positive activities that help you enjoy life. And feel good about yourself. Yeah. So yeah, keeping active, those kind of things. That's terrific. Um, is there any resources that you can recommend to students? Um, the list here. There are lots of things online that are helpful. So one of the ones that I find really helpful is a YouTube um, channel called Therapy in a Nutshell. And it has little videos. And I don't think any of them are longer than 20 minutes. So they range from about two minutes to 20 minutes. So they're not a big commitment. But you can pick and choose the ones that are applicable to you. Um, there's also a meditation minis podcast and again there's different little topics and none of them are very long so you can try out what it's like to meditate and think positively keep your, your mind in the moment um, with just some uh, little ones so five minutes ten minutes sort of deal um, with, get grounded in the, in the present and sort of yeah. follows everything on the media and what's happening in our world right now. I think we all need that break sometimes. That's right. It's very, like even five minutes can be really, really helpful. So, and sometimes people are afraid to try it because it seems kind of weird. Um, and it might feel a little weird the first couple times, but you'll realize how relaxed you feel after and want to do more of it yeah and in fact in, in some schools in 
in Southeast Asia, that's part of um, their educational. They take time every single day to meditate, take time out of the day. So it's interesting. Yeah. It's really widely researched. So mm -hmm. it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. So AHS um, has different programs that you might not be aware of. There is actually a crisis line you can call. Um, so evenings, weekends, that's 24 hours, and a counselor will talk to you, and if necessary, come out and see you. So, and do you want me to give the number, or? Uh, yes, I would be great. <laughs> okay, and so there's a number for that, 780-407-1000. Excellent. They'll do like a brief sort of assessment on the phone and then determine if anything else is needed. Um, there's a youth addictions intake if you feel like you're having problems and your like use, substance use is getting in the way of things um, or you're becoming more dependent. Their, their number is 780-422-7383. And then there's the regular mental health services. So if you needed to talk to a therapist, um, there's a, a central intake line, and they also can give you information on that line about other services that are available, which, because there are walk-in clinics, so they can give you the address of those clinics and the hours that they're open. There's one way on the south side of Rutherford and then one on the north side of uh, Northgate. And the intake line for that is 780-342-2701. And at that number, they can also give you information about services for family counseling. They'll tell you where to call for that or redirect you. I couldn't find the number specifically for the family counseling, but they, that central intake number will have all the information. Terrific. Yeah. That's everything. Thank. Okay. Um, that really concludes our, uh, our podcast. Um, Allison, I really appreciate your time and uh, your insightful and thoughtful responses. Um, so uh, once again, you'll be uh, uh, with us uh, next year or possibly you might be relocated, but uh, someone else will be uh, in your place. So um, we look forward to continuing our conversation. Thank you very much. You're most welcome. I hope it was helpful. Very helpful. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you to Mr. Ward and Allison Roussel for that excellent interview. Uh, really important tips there on how to stay motivated, maybe why we feel demotivated. And I thought it was a really, really good interview. I learned quite a bit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I took a lot of things away from the interview to well and uh, so glad to have her on and uh, both of them and just to team up with student services. But uh, remember, listeners, that our podcast is live on Thursday. Again, we got a ton of listener emails based off last week's podcast. Uh, so we're going to revisit those. We'll once again probably talk sports and we are getting closer to grads. So I think that will probably come up in the topics as well. But once again, thank you to our interviewer as well as student services for this amazing opportunity and hope you listen in on Thursday. Enjoy.